Good morning, First Baptist New Orleans. Let's stand together. We are here to celebrate the greatest gift of all, Christ Jesus our Lord, during this beautiful Christmas season. Let's sing together today about the amazing joy that the Lord brings. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. So Christmas has begun, right? I know they were singing uh, Christmas carols before December got here, but now Christmas is officially here today, and it's great to see you. 
and great to have you in worship for our Christmas on Canal this year. You're going to enjoy the music and uh, enjoy the solos. We've got great musicians helping us today, and it's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. It's great to see you here. Did you get a worship guide when you came in? I want to point out two things to you about your worship guide, okay? You, of course, you've got the insert that tells about our new schedule coming up January 14. So make sure that you have that down and in your planner and all. But uh, there are two things on the tab. We want a tab from everybody in the room. I want you to think about whether you can help us on December 9th with the birthday party for Jesus. We need a good number of volunteers to help with all the children who are coming. We've got lots of Christmas parties that night, have a lot of children coming. So if you can help or think you might be able to, go ahead and check that. And uh, that'll be a blessing to Miss Faye in particular, all right, but also to all of us. And then on Christmas Eve, we have two worship services. We have a 1045 service where we will observe the Lord's Supper and uh, worship together as usual at 1045. That's the only thing that will happen Christmas Eve morning. And then at 5 o'clock Christmas Eve, we have our uh, Christmas Eve candlelight service. All right, so we're going to have both of them. We need ushers for both of them. If you are going to be here, uh, why don't you check and say, hey, I'll be glad to, to help with the ushering. We've got to distribute candles and all those things, okay? So make a note of that, all right? Let's, let's pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this season. Our hearts are full, God. We, we love to sing the carols unto you and celebrate the coming of Christ at Christmas, God. We... We embrace the truth of the incarnation that you became flesh in Jesus of Nazareth. And Lord, we center our lives, our faith, our hope in him and him alone. And Lord, we pray today that the message of Christmas will be clear, that we will understand what we're celebrating this season, what we're singing about, what the story really is. And God, that you might move our hearts and open our hearts and open our hands and that we might receive all you have for us this Christmas season. God, we thank you for the children that will be singing, for our choir and musicians, those who are leading them. We just pray for a great blessing for all in the house. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you take a moment and stand up and shake a hand and welcome somebody to worship this Christmas.
please find your seat as we have the children sing and Holly Dalfries presents to us this hymn of Christmas. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father.
has come down for Christmas this month. We are taking the hymn that Holly just read for us from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, a very famous hymn of, in the scripture. And we are breaking it down line by line as we talk about what it means to come down for Christmas. Jesus came down for Christmas. Would it be appropriate for you to come down in some way for Christmas? That's the question we're asking as we go through this series. This song in Philippians chapter 2 is thought to be a song because there is a rhythm to the words in the original Greek and there are poetic and rare words used in that text. So in most of the modern versions now, it's broken into verse. The early church then, as we understand this text, would gather as we do Sunday by Sunday and together they would raise their voices and sing these words that we have just heard. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to use to his own advantage, but humbled himself. Think of the children singing the hymn and the old people in the church as well and everyone raising their voice and putting into song these words that describe the motivation for Christmas, the foundation for Christmas, what happened before Christmas happened as the Son of God considered his position and power and chose to step down and become a human being. Bethlehem, you see, is the working out of this mind which was in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If you sing a song long enough, it works its way into your mental DNA. You have some songs like that. You hear them, you hear the tune, pretty sure... Pretty soon they're going round and round in your mind and they become embedded in your mind. Think about this hymn that we've just read becoming embedded in your mind. The Apostle Paul had not just words when he said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. He had an idea for how it might happen. So some people think he wrote this song separately as a word the churches could sing and inserted it here in Philippians chapter 2 because it so perfectly fit his theme about the mind of Christ. God was up to something at Bethlehem that day. If we illustrated Christmas with a collage of ornaments, Christmas would be beauty, goodness, and truth but beyond these things and undergirding them would be the attitude of the Son of God who did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. What was he thinking? Where was his mind? How could he choose to step down from the glory he enjoyed? To be born a babe in a barn. 
His choice disrupted the lives of Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, and our lives too. Elijah Woodward is going to read for us this traditional Christmas passage from Luke chapter 2. And then Ray and Jocelyn will help us consider the question, Mary, did you know? And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn.
doubt will be contemplate this moment in Mary's life where she hears the announcement of the angel you're going to have a child by the Holy Spirit who will overshadow you and this child will be called the Son of God and the reorientation that has to go on in her life and thinking about the activity of God in the world and her place in the world and why she's here and all the unanswered questions, many questions still without answers, but things just get reordered as she learns this news. And when I read Philippians chapter 2 and I see the Son of God considering what he will do, I think the Lord expects that of us as well. Christmas is a great time to consider your place in the world. Why are you here? Christmas challenges us to take a look at who we are, how we behave, what really our purpose is challenges us to look inside and ask the questions that Mary must have asked to consider things and maybe we begin with an assessment an assessment of our prerogatives our blessings our gifts the things that are ours maybe your Christmas journey might begin with you dropping back and, and contemplating what God has given you. Are you physically strong and capable? Are your features beautiful? Do you have sharp intellect? Have you got a great memory? Did you come from a great family did you inherit wealth have you collected a great education are you ready to assess the prerogatives and privileges that have come to you 
as a person on this planet? The Son of God did this. He considered where he was. He thought about these things that were his privileges, privileges of position and power. He considered them and he laid them aside. Why? Because somebody needed rescued. And so we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Because we know we need you.
It's for sure that God was working on the inner person when he sent Jesus, that he intended to do a work on the inner man and woman, and that included changing our minds. So Christmas is in part designed to help us change our thinking, change maybe the things we think about or how we think about them. This is the hymn as Jesus, the Son of God, considers what he will do. And you have this capacity to consider as well. You've been considering your travels for Christmas, I'm sure, laying out your itinerary and thinking how you're going to get from point A to point B. I know I have been doing that, thinking about the travels that we'll have. Maybe you've been thinking about the ornaments. I was thinking this morning what I'm going to do on the mantle and uh, wondering what would really look nice as the kids come this Christmas. Maybe that's been taking up your time and you've been putting lights on the outside of the house and thinking about the tree 
and that's what you've been thinking about. Or maybe you've been thinking about the presence that you're hoping to receive, or maybe the presence that you're wanting to give. I met somebody who's already done with their Christmas shopping. Is there anybody in the room like that? Probably you, like I, you're still thinking about those Christmas uh, presents you're going to buy and the things you need to go get. And I know some of you are all about food. That's what you've been thinking about. How are you going to prepare the food for Christmas? Maybe you're going to fry the turkey or you've got pies to fix and all the things that are necessary for preparing those meals and that's where your mind is. When the Son of God considered things upon His throne in heaven, He had not one single need in his own being. Think of that. Completely sufficient in himself in every way. Not a single thing lacking. Experiencing in his being the maximum of joy and love and peace that it is possible for a living being to experience. Not one thing did he lack as he considered what he would do. We are not like him in that respect. We come to Christmas as needy human beings in need of love and affirmation in need of relationships and friendship, maybe in need of financial help. And all these needs crowd around us as we consider our place in the world, as we think about who we are and why we are here. And we cannot avoid it. We cannot escape it. We are needy human beings. And yet watch as the Son of God, thinking about what He will do, in the perfection of his being, choosing to turn his thoughts to others, though he had not a single need, those he loved had many. And the Son of God in his consideration allowed the needs of those he loved to prevail as he thought about what he would do. And it is that moment pre-Christmas where the Son of God stands to his feet, rising from the throne, setting aside the crown and laying aside the scepter and saying, I will go. And rescue those who need me most. That's what Christmas is all about. The Son of God took on flesh and became a man and humbled himself and came down for Christmas. What might it be for you to come down this Christmas?
Perhaps it is to cultivate the virtue of unselfishness which the Son of God demonstrated. To think about others instead of yourself. To consider their needs instead of yours. I know there's a little fear there. A little fear that if you do that, someone might not take care of you. But I believe the Son of God, in laying aside his prerogatives, illustrated what maximum life is all about. And so each time that God came to his servant, with a request and a task to do, he would say, Fear not, Gideon. Fear not, Mary. Fear not, Joseph. Some of God's favorite words to his servants, Fear not. Change. 
we have this amazing picture in the scripture, the hymn that the early church sang that says he considered that equality with God was not something to be grasped. Translated here in the NIV as something to use to his own advantage. The word is about seizing something, not to seize. That's where the King James translators got the word robbery. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He didn't consider equality with God something to seize unto himself, something to grasp. Instead, he turned it loose. He let it go. He laid it down. So part of the mind of Christ, part of following Christ this Christmas is to loosen your grip. Loosen your grip on the things that you hold on to. The things you hold on to, think of them. Have you been in your attic lately? Is the path getting narrower and narrower in the place where you store your stuff? It happens to you. You don't even know what's happening to you. I think we found 20 pairs of shoes for Pastor David in the closet. And Janet sorted through them and decided some of them were going to Goodwill. And I went to the Goodwill pile and pulled out some shoes. And I thought, I know I hadn't worn these in years, but you know, you never know when you're going to need an insulated pair of rubber boots, even though I hadn't needed them for all these years. The things we hold on to, not just in the attic or the closet, but in our own position and power and influence, the things that we treasure and grip so tightly. We have inherited a wonderful tradition of the peaceful transfer of power in these United States. And during my ministry, on several occasions, when a man has completed eight years in the office of president, I have been warned that he would not step down peacefully. I heard this about President Clinton. That he was going to declare martial law and become a dictator. I heard this about President Obama. Have you ever heard such things? Such rumors? Maybe they never reached your ears. But I have heard on numerous occasions that the president was not going to step down. Hey, um, an amazing thing happened in December. The 23rd. 1783, when a man named George Washington, who had been the president of this new nation for eight years, over the protests of friends who wanted him to be King George of these United States and did not want him to step down, over their protest. George Washington resigned as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army and retired to his home 
in Mount Vernon. He astonished the world and the despots of this world, the dictators and the kings of the, they were astonished that George Washington would voluntarily surrender that position and power. And he gave to us a gift that we enjoy to this day, peacefully transferring the presidency from one person to another. You see, you can loosen your grip and as you let go of things that you might treasure, God brings to people around you and to you even greater blessing than what you thought you had before. This is the mind of Christ, you see, as he surveys his own prerogatives of deity and chooses to let them go. And so I would challenge you to let go of any pride that says this Christmas, I am a self-made man. To turn loose of any self-righteousness that supposes that you can be good enough for God. That grace is fine, but you got to work to get to heaven. That heaven is a place where only good people do who have done, go who have done good things. Turn loose of the notion that you can make it on your own because it is contrary to everything about Christmas. Christmas is about you being needy beyond your ability to do anything about it. Beyond rescue, beyond help, you cannot save yourself. And Christmas is about God sending a Savior to rescue you. And this Christmas, turn loose of everything else that you think might save you. Every imagination you have that this will make you suitable for God. Turn loose of it all. Loosen your grip. The pride that says I can do it on my own, turn loose of it. The thing that says I'm better than other people and God will respect that, turn loose of it. Give it up. Let it go. Loosen your grip on these things. They are keeping you from the Christ of Christmas. God sent his son born to be a peasant in a manger because he wanted the lowliest of the low to know that they could receive his grace just as the highest of the high. Jesus came that every person in this room might know how valuable they are, how loved they are by the creator God, and that they might come to him because only he can provide salvation. Jesus turned it loose so that he could grip you. Turn loose of the shame and the guilt that keep you from the Christ of Christmas, that keep you from enjoying his peace and his joy. Turn loose of that. You know your guilt and your shame 
are related to your self-righteousness. Supposing that you must be righteous in yourself and realizing that you can't, you now carry around the guilt and shame of it. These two are connected and you need to let them loose, let them go. This Christmas, it's about realizing that the Son of God came to liberate you from these chains. And if you will trust Him, you can let go of the guilt and the self-condemnation that has dogged your track spiritually. And you can have a new freedom of living in Christ and truly find your place in this world. The worship of Christmas is to come to this child born in a manger knowing he is the one sent to rescue you and placing every bit of your faith and hope right here in this Messiah. Bow with me please. you've never trusted Jesus, what a wonderful moment to just say, Lord, I need you in my life. Please forgive me for my sin. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Would you make that prayer to the Father? Would you petition him for his salvation? Would you come just like you are? You say, what does it mean to come to God? It means that you're trusting in him that you're placing all your faith in him, in the Christ who died for you on the cross and rose again from the dead. Lord, I pray today that someone who is struggling with guilt and shame and self-condemnation will turn it loose as they receive you as Savior and Lord, will let the reality of their salvation prevail in their heart. Lord, that any person who is trusting in their religious activity or their own righteousness to make them right in your sight and get them into heaven that they will turn loose of that illusion and realize that only in the Christ of Christmas is there a way of salvation. Lord, thank you that your grace is sufficient for every person in this room that we can know you personally and have our sins forgiven through Christ the Lord. God, let it happen in somebody's life today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We always have this time of response. It's a call for you to come, trusting Jesus as Savior, to come for baptism, to come joining with this fellowship of believers, or to come praying. We're going to start out with a verse where the trumpet will play, and you just consider that trumpet call your personal invitation to trust Jesus and respond to the gospel message. Stand with me, please.
Let's come before the matchless, beautiful Jesus. Adore him, adore him. Now, you can respond to this message on that tab that we identified earlier on your worship guide. If you want to talk to a minister, just check there. You'd like a minister to call you, or if you've got a prayer need or whatever, you can mark it down. Go ahead and have a seat on that tab and use that to communicate with us, all right? And Brantley will lead us in our prayer. Father, to worship you, and Father, we now worship you with our 
offerings. And Father, as you freely came to dwell, to dwell among us, Father, I pray that we will freely give back to you out of a sense of cheerfulness and out of a sense of thanksgiving. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
You like those musicians? <laughs> Thank you, Brad and Jamie, Chad and Rick and Will over here. Thank you, choir, for singing for us today. Let's give them a hand. We're grateful for your preparation and all that you've done to get ready for today. Thank you to Michelle and to Rick for directing our event today. We're grateful for you. We really are. Thank you. All right. Listen up for just a minute. Because we've we've got a few things outside that we would love for you to take care of this morning as you leave. We have our um, birthday party for Jesus table. We, um, this is a wonderful time for our children from birth to, through sixth grade that's coming up. We would love for you to sign up for that. Wednesday night is the absolute deadline for, for signing up for that. So if you're planning on your kids to attend that, please, as you go today, go ahead and do that sign up for them. It's Saturday night. And um, then also we have a table where you can turn in your registration for small groups for 2018. On January 14th, we are going to be going to one worship service, and we're going to have two new um, Sunday schools, two new small group hours. And we want everybody to sign up either for a new class or to re-sign up for the class that they're in at a new hour. Well, now, Candace, come stand with me. This is Candace Clanton, and she is a communications professor at Delgado. And she told me she's signing up for a small group yes, on January 14th. Yes, that's great. So I'm see, excited. Yeah. If you rejoice in Candace coming, would you say amen? All right. We love you, and we want to be a great church home for you. So it's exciting to have you join with us. Yeah. Is that covered? I think that covers All it. Right. Just get those Christmas projects in. They've already been pouring in this morning. You They're can turn here. them in yeah, right down here. All the here. signs are there. So if you yours was due in. today and you forgot, let us know, and we can get it from you one day this week. But we need them in this week. All right. Have a wonderful Christmas season and exalt the Christ of Christmas, all right? God bless you.